The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. Now, there is a, a new documentary short film. It's called Two Mothers. It's on Netflix. And the way that Netflix characterizes it is they say that uh, when the war broke out, Kathy felt compelled to cross the border into a war zone and carry out the family of the woman who had carried hers. Well, the Kathy in question is Kathy Wheatley, and she is with us this morning. Morning, Kathy. Good morning, Anton. Thanks so much for having me in. Now, explain that bit to carry out the family who had carried hers. So it, it all sounds very dramatic, doesn't it? Like it's like, um, so basically, I suppose what I'd say is Ivana um, was a Ukrainian woman who carried my twins because my babies were born through surrogacy. This was when? This was back in 2019. So they were born on the 13th of November, 2019. It was. How did you find Ivana? So what happened was, unfortunately... I was pregnant and my little girl died um, at birth. So I lost baby Helen when I was seven months pregnant. And it was horrific. The worst thing that you could ever think of going through. And at that point, I not only lost baby Helen, but I also lost the ability to carry a future family. And so the only way to to do that was through surrogacy. And do you mind me asking, did you know in advance that there might be problems with the birth? No, not at all. It was a spontaneous uterine rupture. It's one in a million chance of it happening. It, I wasn't in labour. Nothing happened. It was just out of the blue. And Helen was your first child? Helen was my first child, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I firmly believe that what happened afterwards, Helen guided me or... or um, yeah, showed me the way, I suppose. Helen means shining light and she certainly was that. She was a beacon of light to me to um, get back to myself, I suppose, and, and have the strength to go on. And so you then start to look at what your options are. Um, we did apply for adoption. We weren't eligible. We um, we looked at fostering, but I, the thoughts of having to give back another child for me was just too much. So we went through everything that we possibly could and we were looking to see, was there anybody in the family who could maybe carry the pregnancy for us? That wasn't an option for us. Um, And so the only way was to go about surrogacy. We then went to a solicitor because that's the first thing you should always do. Um, And... Yeah, because it's a legally hugely complex area. Hugely, hugely. Um, And it's it's a minefield, it really is. Um, My doctor, my fertility doctor in Dublin uh, was Ukrainian and she was an amazing doctor because even though we had been told that, you know, I possibly wouldn't be able to carry another pregnancy. As a woman, you don't want to accept that. You want to exhaust all options and do whatever you can to do it. So I did IVF. And I did multiple transfers and we got embryos and I implanted them into me. There was, they were never going to work. They were never going to be viable. It was never going to happen. And so she said, you should really look at surrogacy. Everything from there was kind of easy for us because it turned out that Dr. Luda was Ukrainian. She had worked in a clinic in the Ukraine. She put us in touch with the clinic. They then sent us some profiles of surrogates that might be willing to carry our child. And the surrogate has a choice as well in whose child, you know, they want to carry. And 
And what, if any, relationship did you have during the pregnancy with Ivana? Is there any updates? Do you do you talk? Do you get yeah. pictures? So, th- so the way that it works is it's very much dependent on, it's not our choice as intended parents, it's the surrogate's choice. Um, and it has to be her choice, you know what I mean? And so me and Ivana were very similar, I suppose, in, in the way that um, we both wanted contact. Um, we both fought for an extra level of contact. The way it normally worked at the time anyway was you would get uh, photos of scans, you'd do video chats when she was in the clinic, you'd always um, video into the scans, um, talk to the doctors with her and everything. But we really felt like we needed something more. Um, And Maria, the coordinator, knew that because of what had happened with baby Helen, I needed somebody to hold my hand as well throughout it. And so... Ivana was the perfect person for that. So I met her for the first time. We went ahead, we did the transfer and then we left. And then we decided, no, we're going back over. I want to get to know her. So we went back over and um, we went to some scans and it, it was amazing. And So when then were the twins born? So then the twins were born um, in the November. And so we had built a bond at that point because then we met her kids. We met her mother, Um And how long after that did Russia invade Ukraine? Two years. So during that time when the kids were babies, we'd, you know, talk maybe once a month on the phone. I'd send her photos of my kids. She'd send me photos of her kids. So we were in contact. And then the the news came that Russia had invaded Ukraine. Um, And that was, I had actually just been speaking to her the day before. She had just had a baby uh, three months before that. She... Her, her own baby, um, she had said to me, I'm going for a walk in the park and I'm going to get a coffee and then I'm going to pick the boys up from school and it was like a normal day here in Ireland. You know, I was doing the same thing, but here. And then the next day, I rang and she just couldn't speak because they couldn't believe that it was after happening. Um, and very quickly where they were, the naval base beside her house got bombed. And Ivana then started to take in all the people whose houses and things like that had been affected. So she was looking after them over there. And I was in Ireland sitting there looking at my family, um, looking at what was happening on the TV. And sometimes it's, you know, you see things on the TV and you find it hard to connect with it. But with the Ukraine situation, it was very easy to connect with it. My children were born there. We had spent lots of time there. Um, And so I just knew that we were going to have to do something. Um, The hardest part was to convince Ivana to leave. She's a very strong-willed person. And uh, she was like, no, I need to stay. I need to stay. But then our conversation started to become, instead of saying hello, good day, good morning, it would be, I'm alive. So I said about trying to convince her to come. Um, How did you get her out of Ukraine? So I was, <laughs> I said about convincing her and also I said about convincing, um, there was these Scottish guys, landscape gardeners who were going around Ukraine at the time, taking people as far as they could out of the danger zones. Um, and I actually saw Rachel from Carlo on the Late Late Show who had been saved. She was a medical student who had been taken, by, taken uh, to the border by them. And I was like, okay, I need to convince these lads, but they were impossible to get to. So I just started bombarding all their friends and families, Facebook pages and messages, sending them photos of my twins, Ivana's kids, everything, doing whatever I can. And actually, 
then I just got a phone call and they said, pick up tomorrow morning. And I was like, okay. The hardest part was trying to convince Ivana to go with these two strangers, you know, and to go out into the countryside where people were getting shot at the side of the road. Cars were being burnt out. It was horrific. Um, So I I might have told a little white lie that... um, I had lived in Scotland for nine years. I studied over there. So I told her they were my friends. So <laughs> she she said, OK, I trust you and they're your friends. And the whole time, Mammy was lighting candles all around the place. And did she, did she, did she then come to Ireland or did she move within Ukraine? How did no. she get to Ireland? So this is, this, is, this is the big bit that was really the, the main problem was she was so nervous. She had her three kids and I said to her, look, wherever you cross, I'll be there at the border to meet you. I don't care what I have to do. I'll be there and I'll meet you. Um, and so I just started Googling like where, how close I could get to there. And the guys told me that it was probably going to be the Romanian border she was going to cross at. And so I flew there and I was down south at the southern border and we got a phone call to say that the um, the bridge had been blown up. They couldn't cross there. So they were going back up north to Surrette. So then the driver that I had just had to drive me through the night to get there. Um, and I got there. And then because of everything that was happening, the guys rang and they said, we can't take her any closer. We're going to have to leave her. Um, and if she's not in the camp by nightfall, she's basically a sitting duck for... And they had to, you know, be careful because they had to get back in a curfew as well. And so I said, OK. And I I remember just thinking to myself, I need to go in. I need to go there and I need to get her. And when you then got her, did you bring her back to Ireland? Yes. And did she live with you? Oh, yes. For how long? 18 months. Was there any challenge? I, I, I don't mean to be um, disrespectful or to... to um, enter a difficult area but is there any challenge in having the woman who bore your kids living with your kids is there yes. A- yes 100% the honest answer they, they so you, you have to find the strength to um, navigate it and we very much did it together you know because I didn't know what relationship they were going to have and I didn't I didn't think about that I just wanted her family to be safe and so um, yes and then the most difficult thing really was the woman sitting at the breakfast table having breakfast with me in Ireland was recognised legally as being my children's mother. She had more rights to them than I did. And it was, you know, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're thinking, um, this, this could go wrong, you know. But I suppose I trusted Ivana um, and we had such a connection that we talked about things very openly. And I asked her, you know, how hard it was for her. And she was, she's very like, Cathy, your kids are crazy. Uh, they are nothing to do with me. And uh, I was laughing, but she was like very much like, they're like my friend's children. Or, you know, of course, I love them from living with them. But if you asked me, were these the babies that were in my belly? I, I wouldn't equate the two things. But she said that she was just happy to see how happy we all were. But yeah, it was. I think it was probably harder, Anton, on my husband um, because all of a sudden he was supporting two families. Um, Like I say, we live in a little rural town. Um, You know, he now had a whole other family living with him. 
Every oh, so the four of you plus what? Another four? So at the time, four, and then we got her mother out as well. So five eventually. And we have a little two-bedroomed cottage. And nine people and yeah. one income. Yeah. How then did Ivana come to the decision that it was safe to go back? So she didn't. She didn't go back. Unfortunately, it took her a long time to realise that it probably wasn't going to be safe to go back. That was hard for her to accept because every fibre of her being just wanted to go home. Um, And I think that's really important to remember, especially in these times, you know. Um, She didn't want to be here. She wanted to be at home. And so she now lives um, six minutes, (laughs) six minutes away. Talk to me about, as a a sort of a final thing, whatever about the, the challenges of dealing with the war zone and the extrication of somebody who's in danger, that must have been a significant wrench for you because when you originally started the surrogacy journey, you did it on the basis of engaging with a surrogate who lived thousands of miles away in a different country where you might keep an amicable relationship, but mm-hmm. it was going to be very separate. Now they live six minutes away. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? And is it difficult? Is it more positive? Is it negative? I think it's it's positive. Um, it's definitely positive. One of the things with surrogacy is, you know, the, the best case scenario for your children is to always know, you know, their identity, where they came from, even though they're not biologically Ivana's. They were in her belly for nine months. And so we call her... Um, their their um, tummy mummy, and they were in they were in Ivana's tummy, and mummy's tummy was broke, and they can you know articulate it perfectly well from an early stage, and so um, yeah, it's uh, it's unusual, it's definitely unusual, but having said that, surrogacy happens you know all the time, and a lot of the time in Ireland, it's a family member who's doing it. So like say somebody's sister would carry a child for them. Um, and I spoke to a lot of these people about how to navigate that relationship as well. And so really that's what it's like now. Me and Ivana are like sisters. Um, and we we laugh and joke and fight and give out and do all the same things that sisters do. Um, and so, yeah, we're very much two families that have come together. What about the legalities? Are you still in a position where Ivana is the legal mother? I am. Which means I assume you very much want that to change. A hundred percent. And that's why, so the twins were one year old and uh, I was one of the founding members of Irish Families Through Surrogacy. Um, And we set up a group of mothers, hadn't a clue what we were doing, set up this organisation to fight for the rights of our children. Lastly, how are the twins? They are amazing. They are absolutely the light of my life. Um, my little boy is the most loving, endearing, nicest little fella. My little girl is strong-willed and um, uh, hilarious and, and all of those things. But um, what I quite often say is that, you know, by giving them life, Ivana saved my life as well. Well, if you want to see the story of Cathy and Ivana, it is on Netflix. It is called Two Mothers. Cathy Wheatley, thank you very much. Thank you. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PWC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.